Good morning. With all this um, shaving foam around, I feel slightly in a place of danger. (laughs) I wonder if any of you have seen this film, Inside Out. Pop your hand up if you have. Great. Quite a lot of people are familiar with it. Um, On Sundays, we've been covering films and asking that question, is God in the movies that we see. So I've chosen this movie called Inside Out um, because it's about emotion. And when I saw it with my grandchildren, they thoroughly enjoyed it. It's very colorful, zany, but I was profoundly affected by it. I thought it was a very deep film, wrapped up, if you like, in children's colors. We're invited in the film to look inside the mind of an 11-year-old. She's called Riley, and um, she's more or less had a happy life. So the five emotions that the film focuses on are joy, and joy is a real Tinkerbell character with big eyes, and she's very, very positive and dynamic. Then you get sadness. Sadness is a big blue blob. And you watch her in her big floppy cardigan. And the story is the interaction mainly between joy and sadness. Anger is there. Disgust is there. When you're given a plate of broccoli when you're 18 months, you don't want to eat it. Fear is there. But mainly the story is about joy and sadness. And the inside out of Riley's feelings um, we enjoy in the film. And I wondered whether there was any way that God has ever turned himself inside out for us to know what he's like. Does he have feelings And so I've chosen this passage, these short verses from Hebrews, which talk about Jesus being a great high priest. Now we've got priests here, and they're great. But Jesus is the greatest high priest. And he has a role, still has a role. The film unpacks sadness as being of value. And yet, because we're rather British, and as Christians, we often feel we've got to put a good face on things. We don't always bear our souls and let one another know how we really feel. I've done a lot of funerals, and I know that that's the time, in a sense, when people seem obviously the most vulnerable but very often the most real, because they are just as they are. So we're going to watch two clips from this film in a minute, Um, and we're going to look at the compassion of the great high priest, and we're going to look at the victorious high priest. So we're going to look at God's character through his actions of being our great high priest. Now, the film begins with Riley being born, and her mum and dad look at her, and they say, 
Oh, look at you. Aren't you just a bundle of joy? But also in the film, there are other people. And they say, surely Riley can't be done with me. It's full of emotion. And I want to take us there this morning. Because none of us can ever possibly have a trouble-free life. It would be really lovely if we did, but we know that that is not realistic. Where do we go when we're cast down? Where do we go when these enormous problems in life hit us for six and knock us off course? I'm going to help us consider going to the great high priest. At the beginning of the film, Joy doesn't really like sadness. She tries to keep her away from Riley. Riley's day must end with a wonderful golden ball of happiness rolling its way to reaffirm different parts of her personality, her family life, her love of ice hockey, her friendships, her integrity, honesty. So day by day, all Joy wants to see is golden globes running into the control center and off into building up her life. Sadness is not allowed to touch any of the balls because it turns them blue, and that makes Riley sad. No sadness allowed. But a crisis of emotion happens to Riley when she's 11 because the family move. They're used to living in the cold and the countryside of Minnesota and they move to the urban uh, landscape of San Francisco. Very noisy. And although she joins a new ice hockey team, it doesn't go well. She's deeply unhappy. She's unsettled. And towards the beginning of the film, a malfunction in the control center, it's a bit like a, um, a console, a bit like our sound desk. They all gather around the five emotions and they can play their part in Riley's life. But joy and sadness get flung out of there and end up outside of the control center, leaving fear, anger, and disgust in charge. That's not going to work. They've got to get back because Riley cannot be happy unless Joy is at the control center. While they're there, they're wandering around the long-term memory of Riley. They meet a character who's introduced into the film in a rather lovely way. Now, you need your imagination for this if you haven't seen the film. You need to think of a pink elephant with a trunk You need to think of a dolphin at the back, and he's bright pink, and when he cries, he cries sweeties. And we're going to look at what happens in the story. They meet him, and he's called Bing Bong, lovely name, and Bing Bong promises to help them get back to headquarters, but something happens. Tom, can we watch our first clip? Go to the moon! 
Riley can't be done with me. Hey, it's gonna be okay. We can fix this. We just need to get back to headquarters. Which way to the train station? I had a whole trip planned for us. Hey, who's ticklish, huh? Here comes the tickle monster. Hey, Bing Bong, look at this. Oh, here's a fun game. You point to the train station and we all go there. Won't that be fun? Come on, let's go to the train station. I'm sorry they took your rocket. They took something that you loved. It's gone. Forever. Sadness. Don't make him feel worse. Sorry. It's all I had left of Riley. I bet you and Riley had great adventures. Oh, they were wonderful. Once we flew back in time, we had breakfast twice that day. Sadness. It sounds amazing. I bet Riley liked it. Oh, she did. We were best friends. <laughs> yeah. It's sad. <laughs> I'm okay now. Come on, the train station is this way. How did you do that? I don't know. I was sad, so I listened to what. Hey! There's the train! That sadness, tiny, humble little sadness coming to help Bing Bong. And I felt that was a, a picture, a remarkable picture really, of how God loves to come alongside us when things go wrong. Sadness acknowledges fully the situation. She just quietly comes up to him and says, I'm sorry they took your rocket. I'm sorry you've lost something that was precious to you. It's sad. And she lets him cry. And she holds him. And he holds her. Now, that's a very intimate picture. And God longs to be that close to us if we'll let him. As our high priest, he has gone through the heavens, these verses say. And that means that he's gone through things on earth in order to then take us with him to heaven. There is no emotion, no difficulty, no feeling that God in Jesus has not experienced. And that makes him safe. It's interesting that to me, God is very, very big. And you'd think when God came, when we were sad, he'd be very, very big. And yet he comes as this tiny, small, humble person so that we can snuggle into him unthreatened. So I want us to take that picture and joy is intrigued by it. How did you do that? And she just said, well, he was, he was sad. Uh, and I listened. How much we need to learn about listening to one another when we're sad and not trying to 
brush it away. Sadness can go on for years. And I wonder too whether we've ever thought that God knows more about loss than we realize. Perhaps it's because he once lost us something precious that he made. He was going to take us to the moon and then crash. He lost us. But God, because he loves us, has pursued us over all of history. And today he's the same high priest if you'll let him find you. Now, we saw a clip there of the rocket being pushed um, into a chasm. And matters get really, really bad in the story when both Joy and Bing Bong end up in the very same dump. Sometimes in life it feels as if we've been dumped or we're in a place that we just can't get out of. It's a place in the film where memories fade and it just disappears. And Joy can't bear it. She's rushing around, picking up the golden globes that are fading before her very eyes. No, she's going, no, no, no. It can't be. This can't happen. And Bing Bong says to her, don't you realize, Joy? We're forgotten. God never, ever forgets us. There's no place of forgetfulness that we can ever end up in that God does not reach down into. And we're going to watch the second clip to see what happened, how these two got out of that. Hop in. One more time. I've got a feeling about this one. Take her to the moon for me, okay? 
I'll try being bone. I promise. Very poignant part of the film. Bing Bong is delighted that she's made it and he allows himself just to be extinguished with the words, take her to the moon for me. I felt that was a very graphic, imagining scene of salvation, of how God wants us to get back to headquarters with him, but he gets off so that we can get on and soar. Jesus gives his life for us. And Joy now understands that sadness is an important part of life. Now, in the Old Testament, the high priest was quite a scary figure. He would look quite amazing and be dressed extraordinarily. And once a year, he went into the Holy of Holies to intercede and take blood sacrifice from an animal. And it had to be done again and again. But Jesus has gone through into the presence of God with his own blood. He died. And he is taking us. He's dealt with our sin. It's left in that deep chasm of forgetfulness. It gets forgotten. But we are taken with Christ into eternity if we get on board that rocket that Jesus has provided. That's his salvation, his love for us. Jesus made that sacrifice personal. It's his death that enables us to get back to headquarters. And I love those words of Bing Bong. Take her to the moon for me. They seem to me to be the very words that a God like our God would say over us. I don't want them just to be saved. That's really important. But I want them to have everything. I want them to have everything of me. I want them to have all the resources of heaven. Because it's tough. I want them to know me inside out. That I'm with them. I'm compassionate. But I am victorious, and my victory can take us with him forever. The story ends with Riley's sadness being given over by joy. She's still clutching all the golden globes that she won't let go of because she wants Riley ultimately to be happy. But she knows she's got to go through with this. And so back in headquarters, she hands, uh, she hands sadness all these golden globes. And of course they turn blue. Everything turns blue. And Riley is allowed to be fully sad and broken. But where does she go? She's tried to run away. But she returns home to her parents. And she flings herself into her father's arms. And there's a a moment of incredulity with the parents. And Riley is sobbing and saying, I know you want me to be happy, but I'm not. I'm really, really upset. I want to go home. 
And it's in that place of deep brokenness that as human beings, we are the most loved. Because it's a picture of how God holds us and keeps us. He is our heavenly father. And he has an embrace that will not let us go. The circumstances in the film have not changed for Riley. But in that moment of embrace, slowly, amidst all the blueness, she smiles because she knows she is loved. And these verses encourage us to go with boldness into the throne room of God because he welcomes us because he understands us and he loves us. May we go there today with however we're feeling, whether life is good or whether it's difficult or whether there is deep sadness. We have a great high priest who sympathizes, who knows what it is like. So let's go to him and not lose our faith, but hold on and let him hold on to us. Amen.